At Sandy Spring Bank, we care about people, not transactions. So we concentrate on creating personalized solutions to start or grow a business that provides for your family, to purchase a home that will house the memories you make there, to save so you can enjoy today and then pass on your legacy to future generations. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk. Visit sandyspringbank.com real. Mortgage, home equity, and other credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Big Thing. I'm pumped for today's episode. I get to talk to Jessica Cho, but I haven't talked to Jessica uh, in a while. Met her actually during my Fandango days. Uh, obviously, you guys know her for I mean, Nerdist, tons of tons of stuff. She's been doing things for ever been in this space. She is like an OG, and there's so much to for me that I want to talk to her about that we get to geek out about. And as you know, inside of this show, there's just tons of shit that we we're both parents, so we both. Uh, pandemic wise what the hell are we watching you guys know i was watching old 80s movies i watched about last night with rob lowe and, and demi moore for god's sakes and don't regret a second of it so i was asking jessica what she's watched she's re-watching veep she has she watched dune i love dune i also watched dune from the comfort of my own house but also regretted not seeing it in the theater so we're going to talk about that there's tons of shit i want to see what she's excited about what she's not excited about what she's heard about all that type of stuff and more it is the big thing it's jessica chobot let's do it what's up everybody welcome back big thing thanks for joining me today if you haven't done this already i know i've been telling you already from blue in the face as the new mantra here is show just a little bit of class will you and subscribe to the podcast subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify all that stuff and if you already haven't done it on this channel subscribe notification all that all right, enough with me. I'm bored with me, so I can only imagine you being bored with me. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me today, the one and only Jessica Chobot is here. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Do you like that I tell my audience to show some class? I think that's <laughs> actually quite nice. Yeah. Well, I Just mean, also, I, I mean, do they not show class normally? I mean, I mean, it's it's the internet. You've been around long enough to yeah. know the answer to that. Well, question. see, that's the thing. Like, why even mention it? That you know, because you know, it's you're fighting an uphill battle. So why why bother? I think that's the reason. I think the reason why I've been doing it more and more and telling them to show some class is because people have started to show just a little bit of class. I just need an ounce of class. That's all I need. Just an ounce of class. <laughs> uh, how are you? How's everything going? What's the latest? What's the greatest? Uh, oh, tell me. Gosh. Well, right now I'm just sitting at home twiddling my thumbs, which is driving me insane because mm -hmm. I've been used to um, being on the road for a long time uh, for the um, Expedition X show that I'm on. So I'm going a little stir crazy. Uh, that's kind of driving me a little nuts. Um, but um, other than that, like things are things are good, I guess. I don't know. I've not I'll, I'll be honest. I yeah. haven't talked to somebody about what I'm doing in my life in any way, shape or form since the start of the pandemic, pretty much. Yeah. So I don't really know how to talk to people anymore. I don't I'm think I'm, I'm telling you, that's why I'm doing this show. Just it's like it's because it's one of those things. Just having those conversations. You're like, oh, my God, I haven't talked to anybody about this stuff. So I'm glad that I'm glad that we can do it. Let's let's have a therapy yeah, session. It's really weird. Like I've yeah. noticed I even stutter more. Like I've always had a bit of a stuttering issue where I'm yeah. already two steps ahead thinking about what I want to say next before the thing I'm supposed to be talking about at this moment is even out of my mouth. So 
that has been, I've, I've noticed that has increased quite a bit since I've been, um, you know, hold by up. myself yeah. and hold up in my house with, you know, with my kid and my husband and stuff, but still it's not like talking to strangers and learning oh. how to dance that dance. I'm, I'm with you, man. I've got, I've got two kids and my wife who have been here for like two years. And it's the, mm -hmm. the problem is it's, it's that tease, right? It's that tease. Of like, ah, don't worry about it. It's starting to, you guys are, you guys are good. You'll be able to get back into the world. Just <laughs> yeah. kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because that's as I don't know how old how old your 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 child is, but like I have I've got a, a four year old and I have a ten year old, and it's like it's just you know two years it goes like that normally, and inside yeah. of this you're just like oh my god you were so little when this thing started and now it's like it's just the kids aren't supposed to grow up like this. No, no, no. At least we're 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 at not that I want to talk pandemic the whole time, but yeah. at least we're 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 at. I feel they've done as the school system has done as good of a job as possible of um, keeping track of everybody, making sure everybody's safe, but also giving as much normalcy to the kids as they yeah. possibly can. So that's nice. And I've noticed that since school has been opened, at least by us, I don't know how it is in the rest of the country. Um, but uh, he has definitely, cause he's eight now. So okay. he's definitely blossomed compared to where he was <clears throat> when we were all doing, um, you know, like, um home teaching yeah so that's good i'm glad that that's you know at least at least there's some socialization there where i i can tell a big difference so i'm just happy we have that <laughs> yeah it's the same and i think that one of the things that we've actually to kind of turn it back to what we were talking about at the beginning here was that one of the things that we've done with my oldest is that we have like these movie nights and we have yeah. like things that we do and she's like she's like massively into harry potter right so we're re-watching all we watched did you watch the special did you watch the 20-year reunion thing so I did not, okay. and I am not, uh, I'm not a not fan of Harry Potter. I've just never been a person that got sucked into it. Like it yeah. just wasn't my thing. I was a little older by the time it came out, so my first introduction was the first book, which I which I finished. But I was like, okay, this is cute, and then the movies, which I enjoyed, but um, but I, I never felt the need to like follow it which is really right. funny considering what i normally am into anyway as like like mythology and you know magicians right. and wizards and witches and all that stuff that i've been into for so long you think that that would speak to me but for some reason it didn't and i think it's because i'm already so into that stuff and i've done yeah. so much of my own research on it and my own work on it that seeing it as entertainment I'm just like, yeah, but that's not totally right. Or this, oh, I see where she got the inspiration for this. Or, right, so you become you know. a little more critical of it. I, I, I get that for sure. I think that it's there's and it's it, like you said, you can. There's a movie you appreciate it, you watch it. Like, oh, I enjoyed that, but you don't go back to like really dive deep inside and go, oh, I gotta watch it again. That's actually how I felt yeah. about like you were speaking about Veep earlier uh, off air uh, about Seinfeld, right? Like Seinfeld's a mm -hmm. show to me that if it's on, I'll watch it, I'll enjoy it, but I like. I'll be sitting around my friends and they'll throw in old references to episodes right over my head because yeah. I'm like, I appreciated it very much so, but I just never got into it like everybody else. So I understand yeah. that for sure. I like Seinfeld's friends was that for me. I never got into the friends thing. Mm. Like if it was on, I'd watch it. But that was also when I was like in between that end of high school, moving into college phase. Right. And so I was more interested in hanging out with my friends and going and doing things and staying out as late as I could versus uh, being at home watching, you know, TJF. You grew up, wait, you grew up in New York and then moved to? I've been 
everywhere. Yeah. I was born in New York state. Okay. And then moved to, gosh, where'd we move after that? I think for like multiple times around the state we moved. And then I ended up going to, I think, Virginia. And at one point, okay. Illinois, and then, and then Michigan, and then Ohio. Wow. And yeah, and then out to California, was and you, then SF and LA and all of it. Was a family in the military or something? No, there, there, my dad was in car sales. Okay. And so when he got to Michigan, that was basically, you know, he basically was promoted every three yeah. years. And so they would move him closer and closer to Detroit, to Detroit since that's yeah. car capital of the U.S. And then sure. once he got there, my family is still there. But um, but uh, I kept moving. I, I, I get antsy if I'm anywhere longer than like two or three years. L.A. has actually been the longest I've ever stayed in one spot. And I'm. Yeah. And it's been great, but I'm finally getting to the point now where I'm like, oh, we, <laughs> I got to get, I got to get a move on. And the, uh, and yeah, it's just, I'm like, I'm like bouncing off the walls in my play. I relate. I relate to it. I, but I, I have to ask though, too, is, is one of those things because as you're moving around so much as a kid, because that's, that's tough. That's tough when you, when you're moving from, let's say Virginia, Michigan, where you're going back and forth to all these different places because you're and you're you i mean at least now i don't i didn't know you back then obviously but you're pretty social and you're meeting a lot of friends and is it pretty tough to get knowing that any any year now you could pick up move leave go to a new place and have to kind of start your life all over again no no, no i loved moving around as a kid i got um i i'm a forced extrovert Okay. So I'm actually pref it's it's weird. I don't know how to describe this. I prefer to be at I prefer to be by myself, not necessarily at home. Yeah. So I don't like being in the house, which is why I get antsy and I want to get out and roam around or I want to move every two years. And I also enjoys that enjoyed that as a child. But I only want to do it by myself. Yeah, I get it. I get <laughs> you it. You know, like yeah. I take vacations by myself, but I do like I do a lot of stuff by myself. Um, so it's this weird, like intro, but, but my job and stuff, if you give me something to talk about that has it relations to my work, at least there's a subject matter that I can fall back on. So I don't mm -hmm. have to think about things to talk about on my own with somebody. Sure. So that's the extrovert part that kind of comes out. I don't know. It's really weird. It's not it's really, uh, it's, it's it, probably, I'm pro there's probably some things I need to, um, the Jeep Wrangler four by E. It's electrified, so you can boogie woogie woogie up a mountain, boogie. over creeks, or boogie woogie woogie through a desert, where you get bit by a pit viper. So you boogie woogie woogie back to camp and ask your friends if they'll suck the snake venom out. When they say no, you boogie woogie woogie to the nearest hospital for a dose of anti-venom, and boogie woogie woogie your way to a full recovery. The electrified Jeep Wrangler 4xe. Learn more at jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC you know explore as to why I, my disposition is that way i don't but. know though i don't know because i i tell you i the it's the same thing like i'm i've always been good in a room talking to people that type of thing but i've always it's a lot of times i would like to be inside of my own head my own thoughts and be and i think mm -hmm. that's why i got into stand-up comedy you know so i could just kind of rely on myself even though strangely enough you're talking to all of these people but you're really alone it's, yeah, it's, it's that it's that sad clown thing. But you're 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 alone. You're up there. You're in your own thoughts. You're the one that's kind of responsible for your own thing. But the same thing where I would like to I didn't like to be 
I love look, I love being in a movie theater or being on a couch watching a movie, but I like to be out doing things, but I'm the same way. It's like I'd like to be if I if I'm if I'm at a party, I'm kind of the one sometimes listening at the conversation or if if someone talks to me, easily can talk and have be a part of that conversation, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily want to be the one all the time doing it, you know? Yeah, that's where I'm at too. And I also yeah. feel bad too at events and things where I run into people a lot it's really I have a really bad memory for names and faces. Honestly, I just, I'm better with faces. I'm better with faces. Terrible at names. I just have a bad memory. And so (laughs) I do my short-term memory is garbage. And it's so, it's so weird, like long-term stuff. I could tell you what I had for lunch three weeks ago, but you asked me like, who is that person you just talked to 10 minutes ago? And I'll be like, I don't know. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, in parties and things of that nature, especially industry parties where I know I've met 99.9% of the people, but I just can't remember where or when or at what time I completely shut down. (laughs) It's just like, I can't handle this. Yeah. And it makes you feel bad too. Cause you're like, I'm not doing it to be a dick. I'm just doing it because I can't remember. I literally run and hide sometimes because I'm just like, (laughs) Oh God, this person's going to think I'm an asshole. Right. It's not that I'm, and then I start panicking. And then because I'm panicking about trying to remember their, their name or where we'd met, I stumble about talking to things, you know, like it's right. just, it's just, it's this full on social meltdown. And I get so- it. I do. I do yeah. this thing sometimes when, especially when there's someone that I know and I know their face well, and I can't remember the name oh, and I I'm sitting and I'm saying, and then someone else comes up that I do know. And now I have to introduce that person. And so I do the thing and I've done it so many times. And let's say the person's name, I don't know what, let's say I'm talking to my friend, Matthew. Hey, hey, Matt, this is, uh, this is, uh, and he's like, and, and he's like, what? And it's like, and he looks and he goes, oh, no, no, my name is Jeffrey. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll mess up the name or I'll say it. And it's like, as mm-hmm. I'll be confident enough that I say the name all the way through. Like I'm really confident his name is Hazaza. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's the worst thing I could possibly do, but it's the only thing that I do. And it's this awkward thing that I do. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I relate to it for sure. I flip, uh, I flip it on them. I always go, <laughs> like, if somebody comes up, I'm like, do you know um, um, so-and-so? And then they are forced to introduce themselves to the other person so that I can hear it. And they're like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> do guys, yeah. Do you guys know each other? Go ahead. Tell them your like, name. Yes, we do. And then they don't introduce themselves. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, I don't. Yeah, the, I'm screwed. You just run. You just run. Uh, are are you? Are, I forget. I know we've talked before when because you had me on when on Nerdist and we talked Star Wars. Are you are you a big Star Wars fan or same thing kind of casual? Um, I would say I'm slightly above casual, but not obsessed. Okay, you've been so watching any of the series? All the movies. I haven't. Okay. Wa- well, I tried to watch um, Mandalorian. Yeah, and I just it was okay. I just couldn't get into it. I I, I kind of just like the movies. And obviously, in particular, because of my age and like what when they came out, the first original three. And that's kind of my jam. Like, I, you know, like I know everything that's going on, mostly because of work. I've always enjoyed going and seeing the movies, even when they've not been the best. Um, But I enjoy going. And so, yeah, I mean, I, you know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a slightly above average fan, but not an Uber fan, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. The reason I was going to bring it, there's a scene in the, in the Boba Fett series where they have, they, they introduced this Wookiee and he, Boba Fett lets him, lets him go at one point And then he just runs away. And I said, that's, that, that reminds me of, of the story we just told when trying to introduce people. You just kind of <laughs> yeah. like that Wookiee and just run. 
like I'm out. You just run out of the party. <laughs> um, speaking of work, so tell me right now, because like I said, when we were, I, I actually, I, I misspoke before. I thought the first time we'd actually really met was at the Fandango thing, but that's not true. We actually competed in a schmodown against each other. That oh was, shit, that's right. That was. By the way, I am I allowed to swear? Because I've yeah. already been about. No, four yeah, times. this is. Come on. Okay. I think I, I might, I might have started with, with cursing when, when I did the intro. But um, I think I just had Freddie Prince Jr. on the other day, and he said, you know, in your intro, you said shit three times and you burped. He's like, I know that I'm at home. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, good. we're good to go. Um, so yeah, so let's. Uh, we met, we met them because Dan had had introduced us, and that's mm -hmm. how we wound up doing it. Um. But then, yeah, you came on the Fandango show. But what? And and then you were at Nerdist for a bit. So can you can you tell me and and the audience at the moment what? So what are what are you doing at the moment? Um. So so after Nerdist. So here's the thing. I have always been really into like mysteries, historical any mystery, historical yeah. mysteries, lost treasure, missing people, you name it. Like yeah. I just love all that stuff. And I guess for lack of a better phrase, just for convenience of our conversation, let's just shove all of that stuff, including like conspiracy theories, UFOs, alien, all of it, ghosts, you name it, haunted stuff. Let's shove it all and just, let's just call it paranormal. So I've been really interested in paranormal weird stuff mm -hmm. since like fifth grade. And once I kind of felt that I was relatively established in uh, the pop culture game space that I was doing. I was trying for a long time, a long time to get on a ghost show or some sort of weird paranormal. Like it was a, it was a life career goal. Like I had to, because I mean, I remember sitting at home watching these shows like, uh, gosh, what did I grow up with? Like, believe it or, or Ripley's believe it or oh, yeah, not sure, and, sure. uh, unsolved mysteries. And, uh, you know, uh, oh, what was the one that, um, gosh, my, one of my favorites was the old original with Leonard Nimoy in search of, okay. Love those. So I remember watching those and just being obsessed with wanting to be on a show like that. You know, Jessica, the moment that we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. You bet just $5 and you get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state, Play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the promo code BIGTHING, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code BIGTHING at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee or call and text the TN Redline 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 1-877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text HOPE NEW YORK 467-369. So I love this, by the way, and I'm going to tell you the complete honest truth. I know that we were going to talk about certain things we were watching. 
uh-huh. learning more about this. I don't want to talk about any of that shit. I just want to talk about this. I want to talk about, I want to mm-hmm. talk about aliens. I want to talk about <laughs> parallel universes. I want yes, to talk about it. all that shit because I'm, I am fascinated by it. I'm fascinated by, I, I Jessica, I, last night, last night mm-hmm. I was doing a search of when you die, do you go to a, do a multiverse or an alternate universe? And I don't mean, oh, I know like that it's style. Yeah. FYI, I know it's not a I, disappointing movie. Which one? The new Matrix was a little disappointing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked yeah. certain aspects of it. Like, I loved the older, maybe because I'm older, I liked the uh, the older romance and that they made that was the best part. for it. And I was like, these two are the best. Yeah. Um, but that was about it. Although, it if you want to tie that into the paranormal stuff, in my opinion, yes. that whole story, like the whole Matrix thing, and I know other people have mentioned this as well, and I would agree with them, is really based on like somewhat of the Gnostic Gospels, which mm-hmm. is part of that whole hermetic kind of um, occult way of thinking. I don't right. know. It's just it's fascinating. Okay. It, it anyway, sorry for interrupting. You tell no, no, me no, about no, what no, no. shit you're into. <laughs> but, uh, but speaking of but speaking of Matrix, like I I I felt the same. I liked being back in the world. I loved the love side of it too. But it was I wanted it to be great. I wanted it to make me want to go back for more. And I'm like, yeah, yeah if we never see another one, I'll be all right. Yeah. Um, but and before, you know, and obviously with what everything Marvel's doing now with MC with Spider-Man and and Doctor Strange and all that multiverse thing is like a is like a thing. But I've always been into the idea of parallel universes and the science behind it and the idea like just looking at how even like Hawking had this whole thing of 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 what he believed was his last thing before he died, three weeks before he died, he did a whole paper on um on on a multiverse on on the the existence of it and how it could work and all these different things and and then i read this thing where there's a guy who was driving a car and i've told this story to the audience like yeah we get it we know you love this story um but this guy was driving a car and he was approaching a truck and he's like i'm 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 dead the truck's gonna hit me and then mm-hmm. like that he was driving the car and the truck didn't hit him and he's so like i've he had did. something like that happen yeah. to me but he yeah, changed though was- but he changed though Jesse, when he came back but it, when he came back to his work a guy that he really got along with hated him. Oh, that's um, weird. All these things started changing, like that he was in the same, he was he was in the same life but different. And that's th- weird. I haven't yeah. had the like I haven't had it where it's or at least maybe I, I just haven't noticed, but I never like so for me it was I was driving a car, I went to go make a left-hand turn, and there's no way, there's no way that that car should not have hit me. Right. And somehow. I just, and that's the thing. I don't remember even passing it. I just was on the street onto the one that I was trying to make the left on, but I didn't even, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't really remember. Like, was that's, like what, that. that's what it said. And that's what it said. It said, like, you know, that this guy had passed into a parallel universe. And- but I've never had, or at least I've never noticed any additional changes beyond that. Yeah. Uh, like I didn't have anybody that I was friends with that suddenly wasn't friends with me or anything like that. It was so the I don't same type of thing, right? I don't know. I mean, who knows? But I've just been fascinated with the idea of it. I mean, it's the same thing like the Mandela effect, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 all this. And I just recently uh, have done a deep or deeper dive with that because I had I had forgotten that I was aware of it because I was talking. I mean, I'm 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 sure you know Steve Zaragoza, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So Steve was on and and we were and we were talking about it. He brought it up, and then the whole Berenstein Bears and Berenstein Bears, like that mm-hmm. whole thing, and. Um, and it's just funny that, that I've always been fascinated with that. I've been fascinated with and so with aliens and you're talking about that. 
with all this shit that, that came out recently over the last two or three years with all the footage, and I'm sure you've gone having a field. Yeah, I've actually stuff. hosted a few of the um, reveals. I know I, I it's so yeah. <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me we everything. Have a separate podcast because yes, shit, dude. Please. It's just interesting how everything, like it's everything, is connected in this weird way. So since fifth grade, like I was saying, I was always wanting to be involved in this stuff. Pushed and pushed and pushed. It finally happened with bizarre states. I met all these UFO guys because we would have them on as guests. That's actually right. how I got my job with um, Expedition X was through the Bizarre States podcast over at Nerdist. And then when I was shooting. So now, you know, let's Nerdist is now done for me. I'm over at Expedition X. All of these UFO guys keep cropping up because uh, now the UFO stuff's starting to get leaked. Yeah. And 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 listen, I like like out of all the paranormal stuff, the UFO stuff, while I'm intrigued by it, I wouldn't say it's, you know, it's kind of like my Star Wars. I like it a lot. I keep an eye out on it, but I'm not like consistent. It's not the one that I'm overly obsessed with. Okay. Um. So I've feel like I can have a somewhat, uh, you know, considering the position I'm in, a somewhat not, not like immediately belief mindset. Yeah, right. But damn, some of this evidence is like, whoa. And right. the guys so, so, you're talking with are like, oh my gosh. And then so you that's what I want to talk about because like a lot of like before this, like the last two years, because now you get people that are coming out like, like the, who the guy used to run the Israeli military at one point is he, he, you listen to the interview is like, okay, normally when you think of these people who tell the alien stories, you're thinking Randy Quaid in Independence Day. You're like, these mm. just like, like these are like lunatics or it's like, yeah, okay, who's taking this guy seriously? Um, and some guy comes out, I saw an alien. They're like, no, you didn't. You just saw your uncle. And, and then like, but now with everybody that's been coming out over the last like two, three years, and that's what I wanted to ask you, these people that you're talking to, mm -hmm. these are all like legit, people that aren't like make it doesn't seem like they're making up stories or trying to get a payday right no i i would say even if they are incorrect let's just say they they are talking about let's just assume that what they're saying they saw was actually something else it's not ufos right in their minds they 100 percent believe what they saw so in my opinion they're not trying to pull a fast one. They're not trying to make a quick buck. And if anything, it's probably, it's probably working against them other than right. these, like quick little snippets of like attention that they get because they're telling their story. Right. But, um, but there's, there's no, yeah, there's no, there has been no amount of, of like, or sense of um, bullshit, bullshit or blatantly no. lying that I've, been able to pick up on well, so what did you get though when you're talking to them and then like you said i think it actually does add more of a um more cloud i think to the fact that you you're like okay i'll go in open my i'm not like obsessed with it so it's uh, i'll listen to it if and mm -hmm. and see what i think and see if they can get me on board with what they're saying or if i can just call it bullshit so going in with that mentality probably helps for sure but what is it about what talking to these people that you're like wow this is really starting to add up and really get me on board with the fact that first of all do you think that they're aliens or do you think that they're just military other military other technology that we don't know about other places like what what is your belief at the moment because for me fucking aliens I, <laughs> I i honestly i'm not i'm not totally sure i definitely don't think that in the vastness of space we are the only ones that are alive out there does that mean that there's intelligent life or not, or if it's just, you know, single cell organisms or whatever the case may be, or 
a, a habitable planet that is, I don't know, that yeah. I don't know. Are the, the, I think there's, it's impossible to say that there's absolutely no chance of that. I, yeah. I would never want to make that statement. I'm sure some of the sightings that people have seen, even the people that are high up there and that you can uh, trust to be telling their most honest story, I'm sure some of that is misidentified, you know, who knows, like uh, weather, weird weather stuff, weird weather patterns, lights bouncing off clouds sure. in a weird way and casting shadows. The stuff that gets picked up that they're showing now that's getting picked up on, um, on radar and is acting, it seems to be acting somewhat intelligently. That's, mm -hmm. those are the ones that freak me out. Could it be government? Maybe. I, I feel like if it was somebody else's government, not that I'm really, I want to be really careful that it's like, oh, the US has the best tech. Cause you never right. know what other governments are doing, especially if you're not involved in the military like I am. So I don't right. want to sit there and say like poo poo that it could be somebody else's government. But I don't know. I've always gotten the impression that all of the 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 world keeps a pretty good eye on on each other, like yeah. trying to find out what everybody else is doing. And I think and I would feel like they wouldn't even remotely let that information out if they thought it was somebody else trying to pull a fast one on us. I agree. I think that because of all the stuff and all the, you know, the with spies and 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 just the the amount of te uh, intel that's out there but just yeah it's it's the idea of these ships that are like basically floating like paper over water and then just zooming off and the re the reason i had a conversation with somebody and I, the person was like well well wouldn't wouldn't we know about it if it was aliens and i'm like well in your mind human beings are the smartest things and we'd pick it up but what if just what if we're the dumbest what are we the dumbest species out there and the smartest species that is not even is way advanced mm -hmm. that that is able to travel through space and time and all of that and is has been able to travel to this planet for years. And to them, we are stupid cows that are just the same way that we, we drive by and we look at cow eating grass. That's us to them. It's like, don't let the stupid human see us speed on. Why not? Is it that is it that crazy to think that? maybe we're just not that bright to them and we're so not advanced as they are that yeah they've been here for years with resources and doing hell the craziest theory that i am not against who knows if they put us here now i'm not trying to start a religious war with people but i'm just <laughs> but i'm just saying who knows well who knows what they are you know like i i have no idea i definitely have no problem wrapping my head around that we're not the smartest in the in the bunch <laughs> i feel like yeah really turn on the news yeah, I'm like not too concerned about believing that part of it. But um, my whole thing then is like, I'm kind of skipping around on this conversation. But yeah. uh, my whole thing is why, why allow yourself to be seen in the first place? Like, you know, like yeah. what? Like even it seems it's like a tease. Like they're to me it's less that they care and more that they don't care that we see them because they can get out of dodge real real freaking quick so what if it's steve what if it's steve again the guy like hey steve i told you don't fly that close they're gonna see <laughs> yeah. you and, and steve keeps doing the tower it. it's really they're just shooting their own top gun he is he, and, and they're he, buzzing the tower he just knows the guy just he they <laughs> keep telling him they keep telling him like the last time you went down there you went to egypt they saw you get out of there don't go back we sent you again and now these guys saw you cut it out yeah uh, yeah but um I, I don't i don't know i think that it, it's it's interesting to me that 
all this stuff has been coming out. I don't think we're ever going to get a clear cut answer, but I'm, I'm with you. There's a lot of things inside of these, like these, the, the, the conspiracies and, and the ideas that are fascinating to me. There are some that I don't believe at all. There are other ones. Like, I don't know how much you go into the, like the JFK stuff, right? Like the JFK thing to me is like, I don't know how anybody thinks that Oswald uh, acted alone, but that's me. Um, yeah. There's all these conspiracies. There's, and I'm sure, as you mentioned earlier, you said it's not the one that I'm obsessed with the most. And I want to learn what you are obsessed with the most in just a moment. But before okay. I do that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you guys about DraftKings. Um, I've mentioned you guys, DraftKings. I've told you about DraftKings. Uh, we are big fans of DraftKings and the NFL playoffs. There's only four teams left, only four teams. And that's for you to bet on DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down the Super Bowl 56, new customers get 56 to 1 odds on any team. You got to bet just $5 and you get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer, you can experience a conference championship with same game parlays. You combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you, you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. You got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code Big Thing and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $50 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code Big Thing for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You got to be 21 or older. New customers only. Minimum of $5 deposit and $1 wager required. All right. As I mentioned to you guys before, Jessica, we we brought up your uh, the things that you are obsessed with. Is it is it the afterlife? Is it is it ghosts? What 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 is it? Oh, I muted you. That's me. I did that. Okay, here we go. I do love a really good haunting. So I love haunted houses and like abandoned places and all that kind of stuff. And like I said, weird mysteries where you can kind of like I love the idea of looking through like a an old dresser and finding old letters and yeah. wondering who are these people and like trying to track them down kind of stuff. That's fun. So I love that kind of stuff. I love hauntings. I've been really into, this is going to sound really weird, but I've been really into studying. Um, I don't want to just call it the occult, yeah. but um, I mean, I guess that's, that would be the, the, the terminology for it is uh, like, yeah, like hermeticism, where those uh, where those religions uh how they grew and wh what happened to them uh the gnostics and all that how it all is yeah. inter intertwined and then that actually led me this is why i say it's so interesting how all these things are connected because of my job in pop culture that actually ended up randomly i don't even know how i got to this but i did a search and somehow um the wizard war between alan moore and um Oh my God. Um, um, Where we at? Doom Patrol. Oh, Doom Patrol. Okay. Alan Moore. Um, Hold on. Morrison. What's his first name? Oh, God. Oh, sorry. I can't help I'm you on thinking. that one. Let me see. Here, I'll uh -huh. find it. Grant Morrison. Thank you. Grant Morrison and. Um, and uh, more are in apparently a wizard's war with each other. Okay. And like the, the amazing, cause they're both, you know, they both, uh, I know that, I don't know what more necessarily um, subscribes to, but I know that Morrison is very much into chaos magic. Mm -hmm. Cause I was trying to get him on the Bizarre States podcast back okay. in the day. Um, 
and uh, and how much of that influences or shows up in their work in comics. So a great example is, and somebody on TikTok actually brought this up and I was like, whoa, but it also kind of ties in the matrix and things of like how this stuff kind of bubbles to the surface of pop culture. And we don't even realize that we're um, consuming it is in the Eternals. I wish I couldn't knew who this TikTok person was because I would totally give credit. But if you see them, know that I, this is, this is their work. Um, in the Eternals, one of the uh, members is actually trying to find the Emerald Tablet. So the Emerald Tablet is supposed to be this powerful, um, um, uh, these powerful writings by a guy named uh, Hermes Trismeg uh, Trismegistus. I think I'm pronouncing wow. that correctly. Who uh, I'll take was, your word on it. Yeah, and then that ties into the Kybelian uh, or Kybelion. I've heard it pronounced both ways. And then that was it's written by this guy who was part of like some other occult group and it all boils down to all this other stuff. And so that stuff is it's really interesting how it shows up in pop culture and we just take it as oh, you know, storylines, but there's this whole history behind this one object in this one comic book movie that extends way, 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 way back. And to me, that's like kind of the connection between like what I used to be doing with the pop culture stuff and then what sure. I do now and how those two kind of have blended in my life. And it just seems really weird. It just well, seems really weird. Yeah, it's funny, especially now. Have you, since you started the, started doing this, have you watched, and I and I, if the answer is no, I don't blame you, but have you rewatched uh, Crystal Skull, the Indiana Jones, the fourth movie? I can't bring myself to do that. <laughs> I, I, like, like I said, I don't blame you. But the reason I bring that up is because even though, even though it's so ridiculous, and I don't like the movie, I don't think I've seen it since I saw it in the theater. I try to watch a couple of scenes, but the Crystal Skulls and the mythology behind it is stuff that Lucas really and Spielberg actually did research on. A lot of that stuff was like real. I watched the whole his before the movie came out. I watched the whole History Channel special on it. Like the, it's it's doing exactly what you just said, and it's intertwining a lot of this stuff that we think we don't we just think is storyline but it turns out that it's 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 part of the it's part of history right it's part of stuff that has been rumored been talked mm -hmm. about and the same thing goes for i just saw uh, the king's man which i didn't really love the and but i am like like world war one and the idea of and the, the obviously the assassination of, of ferdinand and, and all that the way that i like when people do that when they're able to kind of infuse the stuff like he put did you see the movie I have not seen it yet. Uh, a lot of people didn't. Uh, but but he basically put a uh, Ray Fiennes in the scene when the Archduke was assassinated. But he combined a lot of stuff with like Rasputin and things that actually happened throughout history, and combined it with the the comic book side of it, which was confusing, but I think was still interesting. But not unlike what you're talking about with the infusion of real life stuff, these facts, and for your yeah. case, like the occult here. Well, and it's really fascinating, too. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that you see these things pop up in pop culture because obviously, you know, a lot, I mean, there's movies, it's comics, it's somewhat storylines, at least are fantasy based. So you're going to have like an object or a source that you want to go to to base right. this stuff off of. I just, I just have, I just want to research where that originally, where that base originally came from. Like what, what makes it you know what makes it appealing to these artists to use it in their storyline and why and then what really happened and I've always kind of been that way whether it's been books that have you know like fictional books that have referenced certain things or video games or what have you like certain games will will um but their storyline like like oh gosh which one was it one of the Tomb Raiders I think the first re uh revamp one right. 
was um had everything happening in uh in oh this one island i think it, i want to call it devil's not the devil's triangle something like that it might have been the devil's or the dragon the, the, the dragon's one? triangle that's is that the the the, the one with alicia vikander that one or the or no like, this or, is the game itself oh, the game okay the, the game, game itself and okay. actually i think in the movie they actually might have used it as well but the first <laughs> revamp of the game series back in like what was it 2013 or something like that <laughs> where uh she crashes on this island that nobody knows about and it's like a, just a shipwreck scene or like tons yeah. of shipwrecks well it's essentially like they call it um um like um japan's uh bermuda triangle or something that they okay. probably like casually referenced but it's got like a, an actual formal name where it's like the dra the dragon's triangle or something like that and it's just interesting. I never even knew that there was one that existed until that game came along and referenced it. And then I fell into this deep, dark internet pit of like trying to figure out what's the story and mythology yeah. behind this area. It's so fine. I, I, do, yeah, I, do, I, I do that a lot. If I start to get kind of obsessed with something, whether it's in a movie or to, to kind of go down that deep hole and get like, like I told you, there's, there's just things like the, I, there's a series, as we were mentioning before, not to go back into the conversation of the parallel universes and time travel and all that shit. But there's a series on Netflix that I have to get into that everyone was telling me about is this series called Dark. Um, oh, I haven't heard that. It's like a three. Ep it's like a three season um, show. And I think it's subtitles. I think it's German German show. But either way, it was. It, everyone's been telling me that to watch it because of my obsession with with the, the the parallel universes and it's darker it's it's one of those things so between that that's that's something i'm, I'm i've been watching that i want to watch because of my obsession with it but the other thing i wanted to ask you before we move on to some a few other things is mm -hmm. you're you you like animation I feel like you yeah do. yeah so a show that i have that i am spreading the word about because I think because it's based off a video game. I know you're a gamer. So as far as did you play League of Legends? Uh, I dabbled in it. So Arcane is. Oh, the show. I've so I have not watched it. Blair watched it, loved it, it's just amazing. loved it. I have not watched it yet, but I've heard nothing but outstanding stuff about it. It's it's phenomenal. I knew nothing about the game. Uh, again, this is just people telling me. No, because of being on the show people are going i we know your taste you're gonna love this i'm like all right animation i i, I like animation but i'm not like a, a, a very similar to what you were talking about before with like star wars right it's like okay mm -hmm. if something good comes along i'll watch it i couldn't stop watching this show because this show is just brilliant storytelling it is um it's science fiction some of the best science fiction i've seen in a very long time oh okay and it's it's got an epic feel it's got great uh, a great emotional arc between the two sisters which is the kind of the crux of the whole story but it's it's flushed out and what they do in the first two episodes i'm not going to spoil anything for you but the first two episodes you think the show is going to be one particular thing and by the time you get to the third you're like oh that's what the show is huh. and i'm all in for it all right i'll check yeah. it out i mean i truly i have heard nothing but wonderful things said about it it's great um all right so speaking of things that you have seen we mentioned it before. So we both did, I think, the same thing. And we watched Dune at at, at our homes. Um, I have, I don't know what your setup is at home. I have a pretty decent setup. I got a nice sound system, but it's not a movie theater, right? And I think that it is yeah. a movie that should be seen in the theaters. There's no doubt about it. I missed it in IMAX. But I also like being in the comfort of my, home, my own home, just shoving popcorn in my face, watching it back here. But you loved it? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. And I had really 
snotty expectations about it sure. just because I also really loved um, the book and I also really loved the um, original movie. Oh, did you? Okay. That's, yeah. see, that's, that's rare. That's rare for people they, to yeah. love because the book, people love the book, swear by the book. Um, but it's rare that people love the Lynch movie as much too. So I like all of it. I okay. like all of it across the board. I, and I don't really know why other than just it's a good storytelling yeah it's good storytelling um back when lynch did his stuff i you know i had a little crush on kyle mclaughlin i thought i just it was so different for back then mm -hmm. that it really stood out and was unique um you know and uh and so i was really concerned i was like oh man because i remember children of dune when it came out on like as a sci-fi mm -hmm. right sci-fi show or something uh, yeah and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I'm not really into that. And, oh, gosh, I hope, you know, I hope this isn't, I hope this just doesn't get This just remakes just never are as good as you, you want. Right. And, uh, but this one was great. This was, it was absolutely great. This, the music, oh, I mean, all of it. The acting was phenomenal. They've got, they've got the, their casting was great. The only one that I think I have issue with and um it's not because of her acting ability she's a great actress she's like perfectly fine in it i think it's an the, the age thing it's like paul's mom lady jessica rebecca ferguson she just seems a little young okay. <laughs> do you know what i mean like i'm like would you have a you just you look so good would you have a child that age um but I think how I want to see like I, like I almost saw like when yeah. was standing next to each other, I'm like, gosh, you would actually be like, you guys look like you could be dating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's she's 30, she's 38. So um oh, I don't know how old uh uh the character I don't know was. How old they were in the books. I don't know if it was ever even mentioned. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, the Bene Gesserit, she could maybe you know, doesn't she age slower too? She could, and she maybe had that. Maybe had him when she was like a teenager. Who knows? Yeah. You know, but 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 yeah, yeah that's she's... true too. She could have had him when she was really young. It just it threw me off just because I and it, it's a it's coming from a me place. It's yeah. because I'm older and I still have like a and I waited till I was uh, like considered geriatric pregnancy, <laughs> FYI, which is 35, uh, as I was bluntly told while I was at the doctor's. And, uh, you know, so it, I think for me, that was the only um, thing because of my personal experience, I was projecting it onto what I was seeing on screen. I was like, huh, really? But yeah, like, of course she could have had it, had, had it, had him when right. she was super young. Yeah, and so, I mean, it's it's so funny how we do. I had that conversation with somebody recently too, because it's still you you've been in this space long enough that you've seen it. Where if you don't have the same opinion as someone else, then they they automatically say either you are wrong or you're stupid or this and that too. But the 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 answer back to all of that is exactly what you just said. We watch movies and television show and read things and articles, whatever, very differently because of our experiences and our life experiences mm -hmm. and things that we've gone through. Like clearly. I wouldn't look at that particular scene that way because I didn't go through any of what, what you did. Now, my wife might very well do that same thing that yeah. you did because she had a similar experience. Well, and I think people are too hard on themselves and others on both sides of that board mm -hmm. or both sides of that argument where it's like, just, you know, yeah, it's my experience. This is this is why I do or don't find something entertaining and is the whole point of entertainment is to be able to hopefully either... I would think it's one one of two things. It's either to observe others and their experiences and be an outsider looking in, 
or to have your own experiences and emotions reflected back at you, which, you know, is why you want to be watching this show in the first place. Right. Both are totally fine. But, you know, um, coming at something like that and, you know, people that get angry or nitpick about people that can't connect with something because of their other experiences or have like a quick hot take or whatever, or just like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's just, this is what I had a hard time with. Like dragging them through the streets for that. I just, I'm just like, really? Like that's, yeah. that's why. And then on the flip side, people that like dig their heels in and refuse to look or change their opinion about that one thing they saw that one time, because it, that's how they feel. I'm like, no, like ex explore these other options. Like, uh, you know, look at things from different points of view. Well, that's, that, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think that's a problem with 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 people in general right now. Is no nobody really does that, unfortunately, yeah. or at least at least the majority of people don't do that. They're they're dug in and they and they're they hit the, whatever their particular mentality is, and then what they do is they don't they don't look to try to have a conversation, saying, "Okay, let's have a conversation." You tell me, I'm on the opposing side of you. What you're on. I'm opposing. Yeah. Let's have a conversation. Maybe I see your points. Maybe you see mine. I and mean, maybe we'll, we'll, it's, it's the opposite. It's, well, no, 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 I don't agree with you, but they all agree with me. So I'm going to stick with them and nothing ever changes. And it's such a shame that that's like that. Aside from like people feeling bad about themselves or others. Yeah. It's just, I miss, like, I like those conversations. I like having, I like having casual, nice debates. I yeah. like hearing why other people enjoy what they enjoy. Um, and, and if they can have a discussion with me where they present why they enjoy that in, in a meaningful manner and just like a nice convo, like I'm fine to change my mind about stuff like, same, yeah, same. That's fine. or I don't change my mind. And I say, I don't, you know, I still am going to stick with what I think, but I also like your idea or your concept. And that sounds really great. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you said that too, because we did, we did a thing where that, that's kind of the whole point of, I started, so I started the, this channel around four months ago. And mm -hmm. one of the things that I wanted to do was to do exactly what you just said is I don't have to, we don't have to agree with everybody, but I also don't want to have that whole thing where people come in and just start just spewing venom. Right. So mm -hmm. one of the things that I was nervous about when we did it, we did a full leading up to Boba Fett. We did a whole rewatch of all of the movies of all the star Wars movies. And then I knew eventually we were going to get to the last Jedi. I knew that, you know, the internet, it just exploded on itself when that, when that movie came out. So I said, I'm going to do something where I'm going to see if we can be just exactly everything you just said. A conversation mm -hmm. of where people can have a can talk about it, talk about the things they like, talk about the things they don't, and see if it can be casual. And I brought on Mark Riley, who because my my co-host and I, we we don't we don't like the movie, but we had then we had Mark Riley come on, who loves the movie. And we had this mm -hmm. whole conversation, and it was this beautiful thing where not only us were getting just listening to each other, but the audience was and the comments were were there were a lot of them, but it yeah. wasn't this thing of like just pure hatred it was i don't really agree with what riley just said i don't agree with what christian and steph just said but here's why and i was like wow it actually worked mm -hmm. so it i was, think that's lovely yeah, i like lovely. that <laughs> it was it was nice but the other thing that's lovely and nice was you said it before and i was so shocked was ghostbusters afterlife now i don't know if that's mm -hmm. because of uh, of us being parents and being a little sappy now these days but it was mm -hmm. such like a nice warm and I and I think nostalgia right now is the it was 3D was the new was the fad remakes were the fad nostalgia is the is the fad is the the phase right now that everybody is is in, but I really thought the movie was cute. I thought Jason Reitman did a great job with it. I thought he paid respect to what his dad built beforehand. And the and there's I won't spoil it for people who haven't seen it. 
but the end there's a thing that happened at the end i teared up yeah did i tear up yeah i think i did too i honestly you know. don't remember but yeah. there's that there's that memory for you i don't yeah. remember my own emotions <laughs> but um i did i did yeah which is sometimes works for you sometimes works right. against you um, I definitely think part of it is sappy because I'm a mom and I have a younger kid who this yeah. was their, was this their first experience with good? No, no, wasn't their first, but it's made for them. Sure. It is roughly it that, is. that age group. Yeah. Um, it, and I think in like part two to that statement, it's made for them, but with a nod to the movies and a respectful nod to the movies and the fans that came before yeah. this, this particular, like quote-unquote age group so i thought for walking that tightrope they did an excellent job it was super fun it was uh just scary enough yep. in fact i think some of the original movies are scarier in some ways mm -hmm. um it uh there wasn't anything too too goofy or coming out of left field where i couldn't see it tie into the previous original movies you know, I just, I liked all, I kind of liked all of it. I liked, I, I liked them bringing back the OGs and like as much as they could. And I love that Ray had his occult bookshop still. And I was like, I want to be you <laughs> when I retire. <laughs> like literally he is living my dream. I'm like, that is what I want to be. That was, so, that's, yeah, that part was fun. I think the only part that me and they showed in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler that I thought that I probably could have done without was all the little. Oh shit, did I get a spoiler away? No. Oh fuck. Well, no. if I did, I'm sorry, guys. Everybody knew they were coming back. That's that's okay. not really before. Yeah, but still, uh, it, it's fine. It's the movie's been out long enough. But but the but the marshmallow, the the Stay Puft marshmallow, the little gremlin type marshmallow man jumping around yeah. and, and attacking. But that was the only part that I was like, well, that was just done for a bit. Um, yeah, it, that yeah. one. I was actually going to mention that too. That one seemed a little um, little goofy, but I didn't yeah. mind it. I didn't no. mind the goofy, and my kid loved it because he's awesome. like all those little, you know, it's like it's like guiltless destruction, yeah, murder for lack like, of a better it's phrase. Like gremlins, they're like the gremlins, like the gremlins. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, the gremlins. Like when when you, I just showed my my oldest a, a scene from the gremlins, and that, and when they when they killed Deagle. You know, and it's like uh, it, they're they're out there singing. It's ridiculous. They're out there singing Christmas carols, and then they 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 send her the the the, mm -hmm. the stairs, and it's like it's just like you said, just pure pure chaos. But it's uh, but it's it's funny. Isn't it interesting? And this is obviously personal opinion, but when you think back to the '80s movies that we grew up with, yeah. that were considered kids' movies. So mm -hmm. let's say. Um, uh, uh, never ending story and Ghostbusters. Let's put a PG 13 or Roger Rabbit and stuff like that, which I don't know if Roger Rabbit was 80s or 90s, but whatever. 80s. Late 80s. Yeah. Late 80s. Yeah. When you like that shit was terrifying. And yeah. I don't know. I can't tell, even as an adult watching them again, if they were legitimately more scary. Like, I feel like kids' movies now are more violent, but not as scary. It's more, it's either more direct violence or implied violence than like, than like fear based stuff. Yeah. Not that violence isn't scary, but do you know, like, I know what you mean. Yeah. And I, difference um, versus, versus what we got, which is like that scene in Roger Rabbit where he's melting the shoe. And I was like, holy fuck, yeah. that's going to destroy me. Or in Never Ending Story, obviously, our tax as he's dying. Oh, right, and I'm like, right, oh, right. my God. And I showed my kid those thinking this is going to, uh, I want to see his reaction. This is going to be impactful. 
didn't blink an eye. Like, just <laughs> did not. He's like, what? I don't care about that horse. And I was oh, like, poor what? Horse. Like, yeah. you, know you know what, what I, I think, think it is, though? I think, it's because, I think it's because when we saw those movies in the theater, they were like, it was an event to see a movie, right? It was an event to see because TV wasn't the way TV is now. Yeah. Uh, to, you know, you catch a couple of fun animation or a network television show when you're in the 80s, but like mm -hmm. there's the not the type of coverage on things like now kids are desensitized to all this stuff because they have so much. They have so much on streaming that they can watch. Yeah. They have so many things that they've seen. There's so much That's like and every single show that they particularly could watch could have an emotional moment like that. So they're used to it. They're seeing it like, and it's, it's, it's the matter of, uh, there's, yeah, it's just that there's so much stuff and there's no Twitter. There's no, there was no Facebook. There's none of the TikTok. There's none of that stuff. Like I remember, I remember when I saw Rocky four, cause I was a massive Rocky fan and Rocky four and Apollo Creed when, when he dies, someone spoiled that in a newspaper article. And I remember that was like the first kind of spoiler thing that I was ever aware of. And it happened in newspaper. And I remember being pissed off about it. And, and before like spoilers, now you get them. You can't go on. If a movie comes out, stay off Twitter because you're yeah. going to get you're going to get nailed with it. I mean, but, I might have just ruined Ghostbusters for some folks for everybody. So, no, no. Yeah, I, I think I think you're OK. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's so. But it's funny how you say that, because there's certain times I want to my I've been showing I show my daughter, my oldest, I show her a lot of the 80s stuff. Um, because she's uh she she's she does pick up on that so she loves she loved the goonies mm -hmm. but going off what you just said the et like when you thought he died like that wrecked me as a kid that whole like scientist showing up in your oh. house you're all like everything's locked down and wrapped up i was crazy scared wrecked me she said she just looked at me she goes it'd be all right <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish I had that kind of like uh I don't know gumption as a child. Yeah. Like I was definitely not that brave. <laughs> yeah, she she gets there's certainly she's emotional, like she gets pretty emotional about, but like she's also she she's read more at 10 than I have read in my entire life. She reads like two like her the books that she's reading, she'll read like I mean, especially during the pandemic. She she would read like a book a day. Like yeah. just a book, like firing she read all the Harry Potter books. She read, I mean, she's She's like a massive, massive reader. So like to her, the same same type of thing. Like, oh, well, I've seen I've read that type of thing happening. I know that that's happening. It's a repeated thing like the medium, like the never ending stories. Those mediums were so fresh to us and new to us. They've been repeated so many times over that even kids now have seen something similar to yeah. whatever it is that they're watching. So it is it is fascinating as time goes on. People getting desensitized to a whole. I mean, look at video games. Look at video games is done. Uh, yeah. Done yeah, yeah yeah i mean it's i've watched that whole progression since yeah. you know atari so it's been really god i never really thought about that i've been watching the progression of video games since atari and pong like it's yeah. so different what's atari like 81 82 atari uh let's see i was living in virginia at the time when we had one but i know nes was out at that point because i was friends with a girl that had one even though i didn't okay. like her because she had an ascendo <laughs> I could go to her house and play. Amazing. It's I like know. the kid that has the pool. She had that. She had that. Yeah, she yeah. had that. And I would sneak over that. And she had um, an apple. I can't remember which one, but we would go over and uh, play chivalry. And we would go over. Uh, and then there was an old coding game for Spy versus Spy from Fat Mad Magazine that we would try to code stuff. We never got it to work. Uh, and then we would play uh, tennis on NES. 
Anyway, no, I don't remember what I think. Yeah, I think uh, Atari must have been. It had to have been 80s in that area. Yeah, in, yeah. The, in that general area. But you look, like watching the progression of all those games, and 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 then you look at still they still it's it's amazing. And I think, and we can end on on this topic with video games. Obviously, um, when you look at this, there's been very few. Maybe you can count on your hand of the the movies that have transferred over successfully in from video games and i think my my personal opinion is that they sh they they should stay away from trying to do the the movies you know sonic sonic the hedgehog i guess is working out for them but like something like uncharted right where you've yeah. got like you look at you look at tom holland who they're getting because he's a big movie star right now to me sully is not mark Wahlberg. i love mark Wahlberg. just isn't the character i think that would have been better served as a streaming series i think that you could have done all of those games over the course of what five seasons six seasons i think witcher is a great example of that very thing yep. like not that i necessarily it's not amazing television but every time i watch it i have a good time yeah. and i love how and for some reason at least with me my brain is able to accept some of the cheesiness a little better because it's in tv format and everybody's kind of leaning into it, yeah. you know, like Henry Cavill and his voice and all of it. Like, it's like, you know, like the eye, the contacts. I'm like, I've seen there's, you can do a better job <laughs> with the contacts. Yeah, I haven't watched you know? the show yet. I, I, I got that. That was one of the ones that people had oh, voted on for me to watch. I need to watch it. I really like it. I, like the set. I liked the first season, believe it or not, a little bit better than the second. I thought the second okay. got dragged out a little too long and they didn't really end up doing anything. But each individual episode was still entertaining. Like yeah. the overall story arc, I wish we would have gotten a little bit more from second season but each episode i enjoyed so and i'm enjoying the characters and i'm enjoying how much i'm enjoying how much the characters are enjoying being their characters like right. how much the actors are enjoying what they're doing like you can tell hopefully that it's a fun set and that everybody's like this is great so i think that would like what you were saying where bring the uncharted's over to um, like an HBO kind of like Netflix TV format yeah, and yeah. have them roll out is like high end series. I I'm totally down for that. I just think there's two. I mean, you look at, uh, first of all, you want to compare it to what Marvel's doing with their series, right? Like those are, these are just comic books that are being turned or, or just ideas really that are be turning into full on series. And I think that that's the way to go for them. Also, mm -hmm. it, it allows you to evolve their characters, but with games, it's like you're, you're adapting, these long stories like look at last of us they're going to do as an hbo max series right so mm -hmm. you do like being able to really evolve the characters and put them on a weekly show or however you, you were going to binge it that is why i believe that video game movies haven't worked because you're trying to condense so much i mean look at arcane right arcane i don't know enough about league of legends to say whether or not it's a it's a pure adaptation or not i don't, I don't know the game well enough but what i do know is that by watching it they took a lot of these stories, a lot of these characters turned it into this phenomenal emotional show that it's like, I don't think a two hour movie would have done that, done it justice. There's too much to evolve. I don't. Yeah. And I also bouncing off of that. I also think part of the issue um, is from a, from a movie perspective, I don't know if the respect is there for the story writers on the game side. I feel like a lot of, you know, it's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm now it's a movie. So now we got to make this into movie format, right. which 
is we need to hit these beats, do these action scenes, have this love interest and blah, blah, blah. And so all of the actual good storytelling that is written by good writers over on the video game side of things, I feel is not necessarily respected or is watered down too much mm -hmm. to then slap something up on the big screen to appease the fans. And that's why the fans get upset when the movies are not as good as they should be is because they've they've actually been living in this world for however many hours they've been playing this game for and they're invested in it because and, and in a way and i think marvel figured this out with their comics fans in a way where where you know they are that character like they're they're they experienced what that character should be experiencing and right. so when they see it not really appreciated in such a way by the creators who are making the movie i understand why they get upset. Do I think that they should get as upset as they get? Maybe not, but you know, like I get the emotion where it's coming from. Yeah, you're taking time and you're emotion you're you're emotionally yeah. investing. You're you're you've become as you said attached to these characters and and the ideas of it. So a lot of times I think you're 100 percent right that they, well, and I they think it also does a disservice for the the people in the industry that are actually creating these stories and are creative people to yeah. automatically assume that their stuff needs to be watered down. No, it's right. no, it doesn't. These or are formulaic and it's yeah. like you don't, yeah it's, it's not it's not it's not necessary but that is i think the power of what streaming has now done and because of that we I like because i think that what would have happened uh man i i did watch all mandalorian it's one of my favorite like for me it's it's um it's the original trilogy and then right after the original trilogy mandalorian those is my like it's one season two to me is some of the best star wars that we've ever gotten but i don't know if it would have worked as a two-hour movie i think it would because it would be condensed yeah. it'd be watered down it'd be formulaic they try to get too many they, like i believe that a lot of higher upset lucasfilm right now thinks a lot of things think too many things are inside baseball which clearly is working on television side so there's a lot mm -hmm. of positives i mean i will say with the my witcher reference you know they had that series of books before that that they're yeah. also allowed you know like the games are based on the books uh, in in some ways and the show is, I think, more based on the books than the games necessarily. But I, I still feel like there's enough, there's enough um, storytelling and writing out there, especially with big series like Uncharted or Tomb Raider or um, like Witcher or even something like you know, like a like a, a sandbox RPG or something like a Fallout. Not that I necessarily right. want a Fallout movie, but let's just say you know you need something with a lot of content. There are games out there that can give that. So just, you know, I just wanted to make it clear, like, I'm very well aware, folks, that right. The Witcher is based on the books. But I do think that that's a great way of looking at it and blending the two so that you do have an yeah. ongoing successful franchise that, like, umbrellas all of these different versions of entertainment. And I definitely think there's enough games out there that have been around long enough and have enough of a backstory and history to them that would also translate well into, like, a high-end TV series. Jessica Chobot dropping the mic down here, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> for everybody. And it was it was so much fun talking to you. I'm glad that we had a chance to do that. Yeah. I'm so fascinated uh, with the new stuff you're working on. Can you tell everybody if they want to check it out where they can go? Yeah, so you should be able to find most of the seasons of Expedition X on, um, well, there's Discovery Plus, which is Discovery Streaming Service. I think occasionally they run reruns, although I'm not totally sure on their regular like cable channel. And then you can find it on Amazon and stuff like that. Um, we do have... so. I don't know if you're like really crunched for time. Are you? No, 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 okay. No, no, no. We do. So I just want to explain 
because I get this question a lot. So now this is my opportunity to explain how this runs. Yes, wrong. please do. We do split up our seasons, kind of, sort of. This is how we basically shoot everything. So we'll go on the road for two months. We'll shoot everything. We're home for a month and a half so that we all can, like, get rid of all the spider bites and broken bones that we have. And yeah. I don't have to sweat 24-7. But um, while we're home, they start working, uh, like, uh, like, downloading and working and editing on the first two months that we were gone. And then we hit the road again and shoot the next two months. And then when we come home, we start VO that we missed from the first season. And then eventually it goes up. So it's it's, it's like kind of patchwork together. So okay. technically, the reason I am telling you this, and hopefully I'm allowed to, or else I just got myself in a shitload of trouble. The reason I am telling you this is because our second pod, quote unquote, our next, you know, however, season pod, however you want to uh, say it, is probably going to come out in the spring because I'm still, I'm almost done with VO on it. So you you can still see the first half of the season is live now. The second half will probably be coming out in the spring, like mid, mid to late spring, early summer. Okay, so please, go, my guess. <laughs> oh, well, make sure you guys check that out, and then I'm sure you're you're always you're you're updating and letting people know on your social media as well yes so for work and stuff like that and instagram and stuff i i definitely will update everybody and let them know i personally have been pulling back from social media a little bit across the board just because it, i'm i'm you know having a personal breakdown and just need a break oh but uh, yeah like like literally everyone else right now but i did the same thing that just to be honest with you like for me i went through a whole phase for a while where i would be on I would be on social media and I'd get in conversation with people and it's like, nah, I, I really, what I really go out there to do now is I I'll tweet. If I have a new, like for this interview, I will go out and I'll put, I'll make sure I post that. I'll take clips of the interviews. I'll talk uh, about maybe something fun that I've watched, but I don't, I don't engage anymore because I think the problem is, and so another point I wanted to make in our conversation that we talked about before when people kind of are so, like just angry and want to get a point done. One of the things I like to look at those people with sympathy more so now than I used to have in the past is I also don't know what those people are going through in their lives, right? Because if you look at the last two years of what everybody has been going through, mm -hmm. there are also people that are going through things that you just don't know. And there's pure anger and there's pure sadness in them. So when they're tweeting at you, they might not really be tweeting at you. They might be yeah. tweeting at something else going on inside of them. And I've tried, I've, I've tried to be more uh, sympathetic towards that. So, so that's also why I've, I've pulled back on social, the engagement on social media than I did in the years past. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, for me too, is was also, I was always, because I get a lot of sense of self from my work. And because yeah. of that, anytime new social media platforms would hit, I would feel that I would need to be on it all the time immediately yeah. carve my space out because oh my gosh like i need to reach blah 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 right right and in honestly you know and and it, it was not it's just it no it's just it's not really like that anymore yeah. I, I don't know maybe it is like that anymore but it's not like that for me anymore i'm yeah. i'm pretty i've gotten to do everything that i've really wanted to do for the most part um, the only other thing I can think of is a, I would love to see this show continue. Cause I love doing the paranormal stuff, but also TCM, if you're listening and you need somebody to like intro your old movies, I love old movies. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me up. But other than that, like I've done everything I've wanted to do. And so I feel like, okay, now I can just kind of 
not necessarily sit back and relax and just like not do anything, but I don't need to uh, chase my own tail so much anymore. And also on the, t- on the flip side of that, like I also feel from a actual work perspective, all these different social media platforms, eventually if you're on all of them all the time and you're trying to develop content, not only do you get burnt out, but you're really, if you want work advice, watering down your brand a little bit. So find the spots that work for you to post your work stuff. And then if you want to have a personal one, which for me, it's Instagram. So if you guys want to, you know, interact with me a little bit more than the reg, I guess Instagram would be the place to go or my discord channel. But um, is Instagram the same as, as Twitter? I have your Twitter on the bottom there. Is that is that the same? So Twitter at this? Uh, no, Instagram is uh, Jessica underscore Chobot. Um, Twitter for me is where I post a lot of my work stuff and occasionally I'll post gaming stuff on there, but I kind of like avoid Twitter. Um, and I focus on Instagram mostly because I do a lot of my online online um, stress shopping off of there as well. Oh. <laughs> so if you want to come <laughs> hang out and see what random shit that I bought to make myself feel better that day, uh, feel free to visit me over on Instagram. I will do that right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then Discord is kind of where I have a little bit more one-on-one. I'm not the best at being on there, but when I do go on there, I make sure to try and make it as like individual and like like time like makes sense to have time with everybody on there as possible. Um, and that's really worked out. I feel like, you know, like it's given me some uh, air conditioning for my own brain so that I'm not right. panicking or feeling weird or, or stressed or like, I don't know, just, I have a, yeah, I have, a, I have some, <laughs> I have some issues. Just, we all do. We all yeah. do right now. We all you know, do. We're all, we're all coming out of this thing. We're all yeah, doing it. To, dude, honestly, all of this is I am just trying to keep my head above water. I like, we're all, I, I feel like level. <laughs> I do feel I'm sure everybody's saying it right now, but I, I do feel like we're we're we're, we're getting we're getting close. We're getting I'm close. paddling and it's yeah. fine. This is Same. fine. Same. It's all fine. Just, yeah, it's all fine. Well, it was it is all fine. I yeah. it, it it's just yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, dude. I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> you seem to be doing all right, though. You're doing. I mean, you got you got some. You're you're doing shit that you like to be doing. You're getting back to doing that. You know, you're you're watching. You you're showing. Look, whether or not your kid responded to our text or not, you're doing the right thing by showing him movies like that. So <laughs> thank you, I appreciate that. So there you go. But ladies I'm and gentlemen, to be a good mom. <laughs> that you are. You are absolutely been a good mom, Jessica Chobot. Ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I'd love to do this again. Maybe yeah, next anytime. time we get to do it in studio as the as the new season comes up. Maybe we'll get you in studio and we'll do a, we'll do a full episode where we can um, we can chat. That would be um, great. Well, then well, you got to come on my show because we're going to be bringing my podcast back. Hopefully sooner rather than later it's in I'm the work and it's I'm all there. about paranormal occult oh, ufos so if you want to i'm there let, if you want to let that flag fly christian I, I will let it fly i'm 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 already, I'm already doing it you probably just, you guys can just pick me up in the ship as a mid rant and i will well, uh, i think I, it's I great because every time you talk every time i've ever talked to anybody and i feel like i can be the one to finally poke the hole in that like protective bubble of yeah. oh this is where i keep my weirdness everybody's got an amazing story or everybody's into something weird. And that's yep. the thing. I just love listening to what people think about this stuff. 
Like well, I'm, I'm there. fascinated you, by it. You let me know, and I'm there. And I appreciate you coming on the show here today. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Jessica Chobot. Make sure to follow everything that she's doing and go look at the weird shit she's buying on Instagram. <laughs> All right. And once again, for you guys, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and listen to it on the go. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're, get, we're doing really good on Spotify right now, guys. So head on over there. Even if you watch this on YouTube, even if you just watch this entire episode on YouTube and you've been commenting, it helps the show tremendously. You know, I don't do donations. I don't do super chats. I don't do any of that. So the only thing that we really ask, people always ask, how do I help? How do I help? Just just download. That's it. Doesn't cost you anything. Just download. Do it there. Make sure you do it. And then subscribe to the channel. Hit that button. Hit the notification. All right, everybody. It's the big thing. I appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.